uh, one of the great authors of our time, Kentaro Manai Lafleur, is an uh, is an author uh, of many academic essays and a few a few stories related to the civil rights movement. Uh, these include the chapter "The Kraken is an Explanation" um, for the book "What Is a Monster," uh, chain. The Chain Reaction of Emmett Till's Murder and Radical Republican Acts Changed Democracy uh, for the newspaper The Q Times. Uh, Dreaming Somebody Else's World is another short story written by him, which is a combination of the characters from the novel To Kill a Mockingbird and Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. Uh, he also helped produce a number of podcasts about Santa Claus, Thanksgiving, and the James Webb Space Telescope, which can all be listened to on Apple Podcasts today. Uh, he li oh, today he lives in Jackson Heights, Queens, with four other family members. Uh, he will be reading Or Does It Explode today. Hello, everyone. So this is my story. It's called Does It Explode? Or Does It Explode? And I'll be reading it to you today. So in the story, there are a few characters. There's Ruth. Uh, she's a middle-aged woman, and she's Walter's wife and also Travis's mom. There's Travis, and um, and there's Walter, who is um, a middle-aged man, and he's uh, the father of Travis. And there's Lena Younger, who in this story is called Mama, and she's an elderly woman, and she is Travis um, Walter Younger's mom. So, scene one, in the, li in the living room of the Younger's new house, Travis is sitting on a sofa, and Ruth comes up and asks, comes over to him and sits down next to him. She asks him what she wants for his birthday. What do you want for your birthday? Well, the other, way, uh, the other day, I went to over to Tom's house, and he had a cool new bat. Can I have one of those too, Mama? I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's Travis's birthday, and the whole Younger family... Um, are in the living room. Travis is opening a second present, and he finds what is inside, and it's a, it's a new wooden baseball bat. Um, oh, thanks, Mama. He runs over to her, and they hug each other. They let go. Um, Mama, in the background, Travis, uh, come here. Can I see that? Um, and Ruth walks over to Walter and hands him a small envelope. Here, Walter. Walter opens it, and he finds a check which um, for a 1000 for $100, which would be, you know, around 500 to to $1,000 back then. And he says, what's this for? Ruth, you've been wanting to open up that store so much, I thought it might be a good idea, since Mama might be retiring soon, and since we're going to have a new person in this family soon. Thank you. He hugs Ruth. I'm serious now. You better not waste that money. I worked myself half to death trying to save that up. They let go of each other. The bat of Travis's wasn't easy to buy either. Walter, I won't. Um, his mood enlightened with the fact that he um, just got some money. He um, says happy birthday to Travis, and they hug each other. Um, scene three, later at night in the living room, Walter is getting ready to go outside. He puts on his jacket, and he gets his keys, and he goes out as he takes his check and puts it in his pocket. Later in the morning, um, Ruth is in the kitchen, and she's making breakfast for Walter and Travis, and Walter enters from the bedroom, and he's, like, confused and sleepy, 
and he goes to his coat where it's hanging, and he reaches inside the pocket. Um, wait, what? He begins to frantically search his coat until he finds, he, until he realizes he can't find a check in, in his coat. Um, Ruth comes over to him from the kitchen and says, what are you looking for? Um, Walter, not looking at her, just staring at his coat, sort of inspecting it from a distance. He has a slightly worried look on his face, and he says, the check. Here, let me see. She tries looking, too, and eventually realizes that the check cannot be found in his jacket. A pause. Um, Walter, what were you doing last night? And anger can be heard in her voice. Walter um, looks down a little bit, and he steps back slightly as if scolded, and he says, I was drinking last night. And Ruth turns her head down with um, her hands on her head, and she steps back to sit on a couch. She feels frustration. Um, you just killed our child, Walter. She says this in a sort of quiet tone. Walter is unable to say anything. He faces to go to his room. What are you going to do? Walter is still unable to say anything. He stumbles to his bedroom as Travis comes in from the front door. Uh, what happened, Mama? Your father is a fool. She begins to cry. Um, one morning, Walter comes to Ruth at the dinner table. Um, Ruth, uh, Ruth, I'm going to the March on Washington protest in a few days. Hopefully, I'll be able to get a job there. What? She gets up from her chair and looks at him. Walter, I know, but we need this, Ruth says. Walter, that could be dangerous. You know that. Walter, I know. This is. I'll be fine. Don't worry. Anyway, this is my job and my responsibility. Ruth, Walter, I have to. I will. Okay, there's nothing for me to do but wish you luck. Good luck, Walter. Walter has a suitcase, and he's standing at the door. Ruth comes to him, and they hug each other. Goodbye. She lets go. Walter leaves and closes the door behind him. Um, so then cuts to he's on a bus. He, then he's um, on the march. And then Walter looks around him at all the people around him. He has a slight um, look of surprise on his face. And he, he's not angry at all and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. starts to speak. So the speech continues up until his first mention of the Declaration of Independence. He says, yes, black men as well as white men would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, and Walter is thinking, the pursuit of happiness. The speech continues, King, I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come here fresh from narrow, narrow jail cells, and some of you have come from areas where your quest, your quest for freedom has left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of pr police brutality. Walter's thinking, I've gone through great, great trials and tribulations. The, the speech continues up until his mention of his children. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. My children also. Um, the speech finishes and everyone begins to march. Okay, so it's scene four and Walter's back at the younger house. Walter comes with all his stuff and he stands there and then Ruth comes over to him from the table. Walter, I will be, I will be able to apply for a new job now. Sounds relieved. Martin Luther King Jr. gave me strength. He helped me find a job with the power of protest. They hug each other. Oh, Walter, don't worry. That child of ours is going to be fine. 
Thank you.